Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in again for episode number three, I should say sure number three of our learning together, exploring the special meaning and value of Eretz Yisrael for our lives, even here in Chutzla Arts. Uh, I want to share a thought with you today about Eretz Yisrael in the context of the three weeks, which we're beginning now, uh, and I'll start by sharing with you a story of sorts, a memory from my own years as a yeshiva bacher in Eretz Yisrael. I, I, even though I learned in a new yeshiva during my time there, but I had some friends who were part of a different yeshiva in Yerushalayim, and um, I enjoyed the atmosphere there. I used to spend time there, and I was there one Shabbos during the three weeks um, for Shalosh Shodas when the Rosh Hashiva who is an extremely special and chashav uh, Talmud Chacham, a special, a special person overall. Uh, he was speaking to the Bachem there, speaking to the yeshiva about the three weeks. And he posed the following question. He said, when you're in Chutzlaretz, when you're outside Eretz Yisrael, it's plenty easy to feel the losses that we've suffered during the three weeks, during Tisha B'Av, where we're away from home, we're in a foreign land, we're nowhere close to all the places that are holy to us, fine. But he asked, but when you're in Eretz Yisrael, and there's so much Torah everywhere, and you can go to the Kosel, and there's so much flourishing Jewish life there, how are you supposed to feel? What are you supposed to mourn about on Tisha B'Av? What are you supposed to be sad about when you're in Eretz Yisrael, surrounded by all these holy places? That was his question. And whatever his answer was, not relevant for now, but his his question struck me as very, very odd. Almost my reaction to it was that I felt just the opposite. And as the years went by, I feel that ever more strongly. And as we'll see, I think that Chazal, I think that Chachamim agreed with my take on this. Because... To be in Chatzlar, to be so far away from the holy places, absolutely, is something we mourn every day. But to be in Eretz Yisrael, the place where we should have so much more than we have, the place where Klal Yisrael used to live in the way the Jewish people were meant to live, with the Beis HaMikdash, yes, but, but even, even besides the Beis HaMikdash, if we could permit ourselves to say that, to be in Eretz Yisrael, where the Nevi'im, where the prophets once walked the streets, where the Sanhedrin used to guide us and answer all our questions, where there used to be the kings of Yehuda, of David HaMelech, and the Shvatim living there, and, and having Shemitah like it used to be, and Yovel like we used to have. To be in Eretz Yisrael, the place where so much used to be and so much still should be, and it's not there. And there are no Nevi'im, and there is no king, and there is no Yovel, and there's no Beisem Mikdash, and there are no Karbanos, and Yushalayim is a shadow of itself even today. That's where you really mourn everything we lost on Tisha B'Av. To be far away is to be far away. But to be in the place where there was so much, where there should be so much, and there's so much that's still missing, that's where Tisha B'Av really, really hurts. And in a way... The same way 
that Yamtiv is so different. The ex- experience of Yamtiv is so different being in Eretz Yisrael, being in Yushalayim. Enodoma, you can't compare the feeling of Avelos, the feeling of loss that you have in Eretz Yisrael, walking the streets where everything should be and isn't. You can't compare that to the feeling of just being in Chutzla Arts. And because I'm speaking to us in Chutzla Arts, let me reframe that. You can't compare the feeling of mourning that we have just thinking about ourselves in Chutzla Arts to how you feel when Eretz Yisrael is a part of your consciousness, to think of what Eretz Yisrael is, but how much more Eretz Yisrael should be. And many years after I thought this through, uh, I came across a fascinating, beautiful, powerfully moving passage um, from Chazal, a passage from the Chachamim of the Mishnah Nigamara. It's in a bit of a, an esoteric uh, source. It's a, a sefer called the Zohar Chadash, one, one of the mystical books which we have from our sages. But this, this passage, while it certainly is replete with mystical references, it's something we can understand. And the in, in the Sefer Zohar Chadash, there are, uh, I'm counting, there's about seven pages uh, of, of commentary related to Megillas Eicha, to the book of Eicha, which is the book of Tishabav. And there's sort of a reprise uh, the, of three different, at three different points during the discussion of Megillas Eicha. Chazal have a conversation between the Bnei Bavel and the Bnei Ara Kadisha, the people of Bavel and the people of the Holy Land, the people of Eretz Yisrael. And it's a conversation about who should mourn more deeply for the loss of the Beis HaMektosh. And it goes like this. The people of Bavel sent a message to the people of Eretz HaKodesh. And they said, you know, we in Bavel, we in Chutzlarts, we're the ones who should be saying eulogies and mourning over the destruction, the Beis HaMektosh. I'm, I'm translating from the original Aramaic. Because we, we are scattered among all the nations. We're the ones who should be saying Hespin. We should be mourning and eulogizing the loss of the Beis HaMektosh. Because look, we're the ones who are suffering to the hilt. But the people of the Eretz HaKodesh sent a message back to them. And they say it's true. You should mourn because you're scattered among the nations and you're living outside the Holy Land. And you should cry for yourselves for having to leave the land of light to the place of darkness like a servant who's been banished from his master. But we in Eretz HaKodesh are the ones who really should be mourning, who really should be eulogizing. I'm skipping a little bit. Because... You're so far away from everything, but we sit here as orphans. We can gaze up at the walls of our house of the Beis HaMikdash and see that what's inside is empty. We're the ones who can go to the place where our mother, which is a term for the Shekhinah, the place where the Shekhinah once was, and find the Shekhinah is gone. We're the ones who should bang our heads against the walls, against the coastal Maravi, against that wall of the Beis HaMikdash for knowing how much used to be here and isn't here anymore. We're the ones who ask after the Shekhinah and nobody can tell us where it is. We ask about her, the, the throne, the Kisiyah Kavod. It's collapsed. We asked about the Heichal, the temple where the Shekhinah once lived, and the, the, the place where the temple was swears they haven't seen the Shekhinah anywhere. We asked the dust of Eretz Yisrael, have you seen the Shekhinah anywhere? And we can't even find her footsteps on the land of Eretz HaKodesh anymore. And finally, we asked the roof 
rooftop. So the base of Mikdash, and they say, yes, the Shechina was here. She left the base of Mikdash. She ascended to the rooftops on her way to Shemayim. But now she's gone. We ask the roads in and out of Yerushalayim through crisscrossing Eretz Yisrael. And they say, we don't know where the Shechina is, but we hear her bitter cries for the children who should be right here and who aren't here anymore. We kiss the ground where the Shechina once was. We kiss the place where the Shechina once lived. We kiss the walls of the Hecha when we cry bitterly. So you see, we here in Eretz HaKodesh, we here in the Holy Land, we're the ones who should mourn for the losses of Tishabav, for the losses of the, of the Chorben Beis HaMikdash. And they go on in a, different, in a different section of this conversation to say, Yes, you and Bavel, you should mourn because you're so far away. You suffer so much. The Hashem seems not to be even there protecting you in Bavel. But what about us in Eretz HaKodesh? Every day we gaze at the Hechel. We gaze at the at the place of the Mikdash and it's destroyed. And we see the wild foxes coming in and out through the base of Mikdash, through the Kodesh Kodashim. The ostriches, the wild birds uh, shriek and, and they fly through the holy places. And all we can do is watch and sit and cry. And it goes on in, in beautiful, beautiful, eloquent conversation. But the point, I think, is exactly that. And it, it's true whether you're, it's certainly true if you're in Eretz HaKodesh, but I think it's even even true for us nowadays who are not yet living in Eretz HaKodesh, but have the Holy Land as such a, an integral part of our consciousness in our generation. You know, so many of us have the picture of that Kosal Maravi that we look at hanging in our in our dining rooms, up on our computers, up as our Zoom profile, you know, and we look at the picture of the Kosal, and so often it gives us such feelings of joy. Look, look at what we're back to. Look at the, the piece of the Besamikta still standing. Look how close we can come to Hashem. But you know, the Halacha says that that picture of the Kosal ought to fill us with incredible sadness and bitterness. What do you do when you go to the Kosal? You don't sing and dance at first. Maybe you do in the second place. But in the first place, you tear your clothing because you see the wall of the Beis HaMikdash and you think, look what a tiny part of the Beis HaMikdash is still there. Well, imagine what used to be here. Imagine what will be here again, but it's not here now. Where are the Karbanos? Where are the Kohanim? Where are the streets? pulsating with the life of people streaming to the Beis HaMikdash. Where is the smoke ascending from the Mizbech? Where is everything? To have the, the Kosel, to have our holy places so much a part of our lives, and yet to realize how much is missing. That's Avelos. That's the morning of Tishabov. That's the morning that is unique to our generation. Having Eretz HaKodesh, having the Holy Land, and yet missing so, so much. That's our task these three weeks, to realize with everything we have, how much we still have yet to achieve, how much we still hope that Hashem will return return to us, to mourn like the B'nai Ara Kadisha, to mourn like the Chachamim of the, in, in the Zohar, Zohar Chadash, say, to sit in that place, to stand in that place, and see how much was there, and how much is gone. We should be zochet to be among those who are misabel al Yerushalayim, those who truly, truly mourn for what's missing in Yerushalayim, and therefore to be zochem v'roim b'nechamasa, to be zochet to see the consolation, the restoration of 
the full, the fullness of Yerushalayim, the fullness of the Shekhinah returning to our holy land.